Hey, what's up, you spooky bitches? Welcome to another episode of Aaron the Bland Podcast with your favorite wannabe final boy. I'm your host, Aaron, and today I have the privilege of having an awesome individual joining. Aubrey runs an amazing podcast called Killing Time, where he talks all about horror. So if you enjoy everything spooky just like I do, I highly suggest you to go give him a listen. But I prefer Aubrey, of course, to talk more about his podcast. So everyone, please welcome Aubrey to the pod. How are you doing today? I am great. I'm great. I'm feeling like the biggest and baddest spooky bitch alive. So I'm on the right show, Aaron. I'm glad to hear that, as you should be. I love when people just hit me up and say, hey, you spooky bitch. And I just love that. So I'm like, it's it's a genuine term when I call you a bitch. Like, I'm not saying it mean. I'm saying it in Never. a loving and endearing way. So that's just how I talk. But that's how I talk with all my friends. All my friends are bitches. And I'll tell it to their face. <laughs> uh, exactly. But you know, we love them. So that's basically yeah. how what it comes down to. So I do want everyone to know a little more about you just to introduce yourself about your podcast, where they can find you and everything like that. Absolutely. Um, Easiest way and the thing I'm most active on is my Instagram. So at podcast killing time, you'll find me there. Links to all my stuff. I do run a Patreon, uh, some extra videos. That's a lot of fun. I show my friend who absolutely hates horror. He didn't know who Michael Myers or anything is. We live stream horror movies and get his live reaction. It's pretty funny, especially being a horror fan. Like it's just funny to see somebody who doesn't like that genre just you know verbal vomit over this thing that we love so that's a lot of fun there uh got some apparel but if anything just come be on the podcast like i i let anybody come on and if you're kind of wondering what the vibe is for my thing we have a great episode that aaron and i did together on top 10 kills so check that out it's a lot of fun and hence why i'm here to keep the simpatico uh, nature of the relationship going and i i love this podcast i love aaron's energy he is a hilarious guy we have very much similar like sarcastic sense of humor so it works out really well and you guys are in a tr- in for a treat today for sure Definitely. And I really appreciate all the kind words that you just said that made me so happy, actually. So that was so nice and sweet of you to say. I really appreciate that. And because we did a top 10 kills on your podcast, we, of course, we don't have just 10 kills that we love and enjoy all the time. So we have a long list, basically, of kills that we want to cover. And we do want to do an additional top 10 kills of what we... And because it can change and everything, of course, but we, of course, just want to add more to the fuel of this. So I just wanted to start that. So, of course, for the list, what was your mindset going in for this time around? It's a pretty daunting task. I'm so glad we're doing a part two because let's be honest, it's an impossible task to dwindle down your 10 favorite kills in all of horror. Um, I mean, it's literally what you're feeling that day. So I'm glad we get to talk more. I feel uh, on our first list, you and I had a couple that were similar just because there were such iconic scenes. So I think we're starting to get into that realm of like, there's no chalk. There's no like obvious answers. This is where it kind of gets fun and the semantics come in. But that's also the beauty of this list. There is no wrong answer whatsoever. Uh, literally, this is probably one of the biggest things in horror uh, alongside with like final girls and stuff. The kills are a big part of it. And there's just so much to go around. And you'll see on my list, there's some bad movies that have good kills. And uh, I love that. And I can't wait to get into them. I kind of picked some off the beating path, ones that were a lot more personable to me. But I'll dive mm-hmm. into why I put them on my top 10 list when I get there. But excited to jump into it and excited to see what you came up on your list too, Aaron. 
Oh, yeah, of course. I was actually on. So I know our previous list, I went with um, like personable or um, like bloody or anything that my list now, for some odd reason, this one is very woman empowered, for sure. <laughs> Good. Good for her, this, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. This list is very woman empowered. I was going through like my kills. And I was like, Dane, do I have any guys on my list? And I... I had to like add in at least two. So we'll just like <laughs> add that in. I was like, let me sprinkle in some guys in there. But it's just, I feel like all the girls have like super cool kills and they're just really memorable to me. And a lot of them are just from like 2000s that I was really aiming for for some reason. There's a couple that are in the like 2010s and everything. But I don't know why. It was just that vibe for some odd reason. So Yeah, don't, that, don't judge happened. me. I literally was going through the all the I Spit on Your Grave remakes. I don't know why I was in the mood for those. They're inherently bad movies, but I just needed that itch scratched. So I oh, totally get where you're coming from. No, I completely agree. There's a couple of movies in here that I feel like some people probably have not watched or maybe even heard of. I'm sure you probably have, but I'll be surprised if you haven't. So I just can't wait to get into this list. So might as well just jump right into it. It. and of course me being the host for this time and then now you being the guest how would you want to go like did you want me to go first or did you want to go first i'm gonna rip that band-aid off and just go first i i like right. being that weirdo and just jumping into it my number 10 this one i i love this movie it came out uh when i it was really into horror i was super young and in middle school and it came out and it includes two titans battling um whenever you put freddie and jason together like it would be easy for that movie not to meet expectations and i really enjoy this movie i mean yeah there's some stuff about it that's kind of eye-rolling but i think that's kind of the point when you have two titans of the industry in the movie like we're not here for a lot of character development we're here for a body count and i think the movie freddie versus jason does that uh and my pick is actually from that movie and i called it the folding bed um when that chick's boyfriend gets like just stabbed a million times by that machete and i just love how vicious and like how many times jason goes in on him and then just you know icing on top folds the bed like opposite way and then his legs are above his head it's just like brutal for no fucking reason and i love it it's just a fun kill like friday the 13th has throughout its filmography and this is one of my favorites of all time so folding bed from freddy versus jason i love that i honestly wasn't even thinking for like freddy versus jason every time i think of that movie i do think of that bed scene and i also think of oh my god the artist's name i always kelly Rowland when she got yes. smacked across like the yeah. field basically into the <laughs> tree so i also think of that too they just have some over-the-top kills and i'm always there for it and yes, the plot of everything is just not that great. They are for the body counts, and I live for it. It's just like those popcorn movies that I call because I just love yeah. to watch some body counts and just snack on some food. I don't think a lot of people would really do that because I think they'll be too squeamish and they don't want to eat. But I am definitely the opposite. I would be eating yeah. while there's someone getting their head sawed off. So I... It's just two differences, you know, but great choice. I love that choice. My number 10 was from a movie in 2010 and it's called Chain Letter. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm, actually, no. So see, you set me yep. up to be like knowing all this stuff, but I have not heard this. So sell it to me. I'm always looking yep. for recommendations, Aaron. 
Okay, so basically the title gives it away, chain letter. It's as <laughs> if you're getting a text message, like those chain letters, like, oh, if you don't send this, someone's going to get you at night, send it to five friends, and then you'll be safe. You know, basically that. That's the premise yeah. of, the, of the movie. And there is a group of friends. They receive this chain letter from a serial killer. And if they don't send it to five individuals, then they are going to get killed. So some people don't take it so seriously. And they're like, nah, fuck this. Like, it's not. It's not true. And then they end up getting killed. So the other friends are like, oh, shit, like we should probably send it. Really dumb premise. But at the same time, it's kind of fun because especially during 2010, that's when it was very popular. I would say like 2008, 2011 ish. That's when chain letters were really popular. I could be completely wrong because that's where I'm thinking in high school. (laughs) So definitely, definitely for sure was the end of MySpace and beginning of Facebook is when I remember those being big. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jeff the Killer is going to get you. I'm like, I don't want Jeff the Killer to get me. Like, fuck God, if I get killed by a guy named Jeff, man, what a sad way to go. For real. (laughs) Like, that's what I get. I just feel he'd be like, my name is Jeff, and just give it to me. Like, I would suck. The picture just scares the shit out of me. I do not know why. That big ass smile just freaks the fuck out of me, and I hate it so much. I don't, I'm not, I feel like I'm not scared of a lot of things, but that thing. I can just close my eyes and picture it right now. And it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. They should just make a movie out of it. I don't know why they haven't. So anyways, Mike Hill is actually one of the main characters where you think she's the final girl. Her name is Jessie. And it actually opens up the movie. There's a teenager. She's wrapped up in like a chain. Like she's taped up and everything. And to two cars in front of the garage. Basically, when the cars are going to leave, she's going to be dragged along with them. And that's how the film opens. But then it basically, it kind of goes back in time, but we don't know it does. And then at the very end, it actually shows who the person is. And it's the and like the person that we thought the final girl was going to be. And she ends up dying. So unfortunately, she does get drugged out by her dad from the car because one of her friends comes over and tries to stop everything from happening. And her dad, for some odd reason, just like, oh, I don't want to deal with that friend right now. And he just like blasts on the gas and ends up splitting the girl like his daughter in half while his mom is just like oh my god stop like don't like you need to stop but like he's not listening at all so she like half her body is just literally just dragging on the street and that's basically how it ends i like my jaw literally hit the floor because i was like what the fuck did i just watch (laughs) it's a ridiculous movie like it is really dumb to be honest but that kill always just lives inside me i remember probably like a couple of months ago i looked it up because i was like i got it i got a chain letter like those stupid little chain letters that everyone sends now again but they're like really funny and i was like i remember this movie like let me look it up really quick because i didn't think it was like a fever dream so (laughs) i needed to look (laughs) it up and yes it was exactly how i remembered it and it's just embedded in my mind so that's why i chose number 10 I'm definitely putting it on the list because that sounds right up my alley and I'm kind of angry I didn't know anything about it. But that's why I surround myself with great uh, screen queens and horror fiends like Aaron, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. I need I need good I need good recommendations because I can't just keep watching Terrifier 2 uh, until my <laughs> eyes melt out of my head. Exactly. You're not going to you're just going to watch it for the kills. Basically, you can let me know when it's done. It's definitely oh, a for sure. Popcorn movie. There's for sure. nothing. There's nothing wrong with a stupid movie with great kills. In fact, I have several of those coming up. So there yeah. is no no problem with that, people. In fact, usually the worse the movie, the better the kills. That's how I feel. Like sometimes oh, I'll yeah. just be watching it. and It's just like the movie's horrible, but the kills are just so like, yes. 
Exactly. And I just, it just brings me back for more. So that's my number <laughs> 10. So what's your number nine? My number nine, I was actually surprised I didn't put this on when we did the top 10 on mine because I forgot how effective the scene is and how out of blue it comes up, especially if you don't know the movie. But it's going to be from 1976 is The Omen. I'm calling it Hanging Around. Um, and that is when the maid says, it's all for you, Damien, at his birthday and just proceeds to jump and hang herself in front of everybody and go crashing through a window. It is like... the. I did not see that coming so early on in a movie. Um, I didn't see it being that dark. I mean, the movie is very dark inherently and like considered one of the most cursed films of all time. You know, people actually dying while making it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it is just one of those juxtapositions. I know we talked about on our on my show when we did kills kind of like when Charlie got her head knocked off. That's kind of how I felt in this moment when I first saw the omen. I I saw the omen, the original one, way too young. It was one of the only ones my parents let me watch because like, well, there's not a lot of boobs and not a lot of violence, but this movie's 10 times more fucked up than any Friday oh, yeah. 13th movie. <laughs> and that it just lives in my head rent-free that it's all for you, Damien. And she's just so excited to kill herself. And it's just like, it is insane. And like, it caught me so off guard watching it as a kid. And it still gives me goosebumps and just resonates. So I, I couldn't believe it wasn't on my top 10 list, but hence why we're doing this list again. Uh, but yeah, hanging around. If you guys haven't seen it, it is just like the perfect tonal shift for that movie uh, which is very good 1976 is the omen holds up so well the remakes eh, it's okay i don't hate it i don't love it but the original one is still very good so i'm gonna i know people are probably gonna hate me i actually have never, never. watched any of the omens unfortunately Ooh. i do i know the kill that you're talking about i know another kill that happens to like it's like a glass or like a truck. Yeah, that, like, that's, decapitates that's where somebody actually died, like an actual extra guy's head cut off while they were doing wait, that. Wait, wait, what? In the, yeah, in the 70s. Yeah, that's why it's considered like one of the most cursed films of all time. Like a stunt double ended up getting his head cut off for real. They didn't put it in the movie, of course, but like and then every I think there's been like at least four or five Omen movies. Every time they do an Omen movie, somebody dies on the set, like all every movie. And it's so in The Exorcist, like watch some of the documentaries on. It's kind of fun to get like behind the curtain on it. But it's considered mm-hmm. one of the most cursed film franchises of all time. I guess like uh, the guy was doing something and the glass let go. when It wasn't supposed to and it decapitated him in real life. And yeah, so that scene, that's one of the reasons like that scene so resonates with people is like somebody actually died while trying to make this movie. Oh my God. Like my crazy, mouth was open it? this whole fucking time as you were explaining this <laughs> crazy, situation man. because I've never thought that that actually happened. I'm going to have to just watch the omen completely instead yeah, of just the first one's the really snippet. good. And um, definitely, if you really enjoy the original, watch the remake. I don't think the remake's inherently bad. It's just mm-hmm. when you're remaking like considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time it's always going to fall short you know i kind of i kind of bring it up in the same vein as like the texas chainsaw massacre remake it's good it's a really good remake but it's mm-hmm. it's not the original i mean you just can't oh, yeah. replicate that but they did a good job of like making it their own and making it creepy and it actually came out on 6 6 of 2006 so that was kind of cool oh dane okay (laughs) yeah yeah really really they thought that through for sure (laughs) yeah they really did 30 years in the making yeah i think it was 30 years after yeah 76 was the original and then in 06 they did the remake so yeah with julia styles you know saved the last dance for her with the devil so it's i think they're all i think they're all pretty good like 
the very first Omen and the remake are the only ones I really enjoy. I know like two and three, some people have cult followings and really like them, but mm-hmm. they're, they're just not my speed there. But the original and the remake are fun. Uh, very good. Okay. All right. I'm going to definitely have to check them out. So that's going to be on my list for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> my number nine happens to be from a remake. It is a horrible remake. I will <laughs> definitely say it is just downright bad and only because the way they made the individual look so it's from a nightmare on elm street Mm, so yes that one they just played freddy krueger like very wrong like they we don't need cgi freddy we don't need it we definitely don't it just looked horrible but they did have a really cool kill that actually i really did enjoy i know it's in the original as well but i think i like this one more only because it's bloodier to me and it just looks cooler so it is chris's kill when she's getting like dragged around her room like in the ceiling and everything like that i don't know if you i'm sure you watched on that oh yeah the remake um so i like how like the build-up is so where she is trying to get her dog the reason why i actually put it (laughs) her in there was because i'm thinking of my dog now like i would go out to try to get him and if i were to see him dead oh my god i'd be so fucking devastated and traumatized um especially like if there's claws on him so it would freak me the fuck out already and then just thinking it they kind of play with you like thinking that she wakes up and she goes to the bathroom washes her face and then comes back in and then freddie is actually in the bed waiting for her and then that's when she's freaking out and basically gets filleted like on her chest and that's how she ends up dying i just like how they made that whole scene in general and just her like flying back and forth like hitting walls and everything i just really liked it it just lived with me and i know the original did it as well but for some reason to me i think the remake did it a little better but i think it's because of the blood that's probably i was gonna say it's much darker and a little more tension filled and i will be honest like the remake like there's a lot of aspects I liked about it. And then there's just a lot. I don't, um, I really like that. They went much more into the backstory of Freddie and didn't make him fun loving at all. He was like a total to catch a predator moment type of guy. And mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it. And I also really love the aspect of how dark and gritty this one was compared to like some of the, you know, newer nightmares and that type of stuff. Uh, not so much like tongue in cheek fun, like maybe dream warriors and some of the more like popular ones are, I, mm-hmm. So I don't hate it, and I didn't inherently hate the guy they got to play him. Um, but the when you CGI Freddy's face, you lose all credibility. Like uh, one of the reasons we love Freddy is that practical makeup. Robert England sits through every time he goes to do it, um, mm-hmm. and it just—I uh, know we had talked uh, my life, our life in horror. We talked, and like our biggest thing about it was like. If you're going to do that movie, like especially the way CGI had come forward, like make the dream sequences like balls to the wall. It just seemed like every dream sequence in that one ended up in the creepy cellar or the furnace place. It's like, come on. It's at that point was it 2008, 2010, somewhere in there. Like Mm -hmm. CGI, if you're going to CGI his fucking face, let's CGI some really cool dream sequences and make them way over the top exactly i think that's probably what definitely messed it up for me for the remake was the cgi freddy so if (laughs) they did the practical effect i think it would have been much better because basically it kind of was a remake of the original they did add in like little differences here and there i mean like the mom still dies in the very end she dies really cool i would say like through the mirror so that was pretty cool um 
but yeah there is just like those slight differences that they could have made a little better and they could have added more cgi towards like you said the dream sequences yeah if you're going to put money into cgi put it towards the dream sequences imagine like a dark movie like the remake was with kills from like dream warrior like the puppet and stuff like that like how cool Mm -hmm. would that have been like give us that that's that's what we want to see as horror fans and i think that's the biggest thing is like it really felt like the remake of a nightmare on elm street wasn't made by horror fans it just kind of felt like it was made by a studio and like that comes bleeding through its obviously palpable for us as like horror fans and i think that's why it wasn't really well received i I think Mm -hmm. it could be i think it could be redone i think it could be done re redone successfully yes with the proper script writing for sure absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. i agree all right so what's your number eight number eight this jumps into a movie that like this is such a guilty pleasure movie. I'm sure you like it too. Um, I don't think it's a good movie, but it's so much fun. Like, and it it's in a franchise that really doesn't have any bad movies besides the fourth one to me. And it's Final Destination Three. Um, I love this movie, and I love the. I think we had talked about. It. I love the DVD where you get to choose stuff, and it changes the film. That is like one of my favorite DVDs I own. It yeah. is so much fun. But I'm going with the tanning bed death fuck that like i don't want to go out that way like i ah man i just re-watching that scene today it's like you're just sitting in an oven boiling a lot like no 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 how painful that would be and like the tension building up to that scene that's what you know final destination does so well like you as the consumer see it coming and you're just screaming at the scene and sometimes they'll put red herrings in the scene of like oh you think that's going to affect the death and it doesn't at all um but there's just a lot of moving parts in this kill that is phenomenal and it's brutal and it's just like gut-wrenching and as i call it a butt pucker like nobody would want to be in that situation like at all like you see the blisters growing on their arms and shit and it's it's brutal for like especially a franchise that has some pretty unique fun deaths this one is not you un- well it's unique but it's not fun in any way shape or form it feels super real and i love that it, it really makes me cringe every time watching it and you know final destination 3 is awesome find me a better third film in any franchise yeah no i completely enjoy final destination 3 i love the transition from when they are burning like the it's all in flames like it's engulfed in flames and then Mm. it just transitions to their caskets yeah i don't know why that scene is just so beautifully shot to me i'm like that is so awesome that's the scene like that's really fucked up and just is also just an asshole like he is (laughs) not stopping for anyone and he is going to get his kill like no matter what and it's just yeah. it pisses me off because i'm like damn i can't do anything i would have to be he's in a, a bubble and death is a petty bitch he is a petty bitch and he will literally i can literally be sitting down somewhere and he'd make a fucking airplane fall on me like <laughs> what the hell are you joking me but there's no fucking yes. way so there's no there's no escape even if i think i escaped i have to literally do what um i always forget what her name is in um found destination one and two oh clear, oh, and clear, go, clear. yeah yeah and goes into the same asylum yeah yes even then i feel like if they give me a pencil i'd accidentally fall on it so i don't i don't fucking know i'd overthink yeah. everything exactly you'd be scared of everything around the corner i back i should have just died in the plane crash because i wouldn't have felt it, that you know what i mean exactly so it's like damn whatever i'm like what's the point of living if i'm going to be scared the whole fucking time of thinking death is going to get me every day so and i will say i was enjoying we're recording it on 420 greatest holiday in all of america so i had partaked 
earlier today, and I about shit a brick because James Wong directed Final Destination 3, and I was so high that I was like, James Wan did this movie? Wow, he does so many great movies. And then I was like, wow, what a racist comment, Aubrey, that you just assume Wong and Wan are the same. And I IMDb'd it, but that's just me being transparent. I thought James Wan did Final Destination 3. It's the amazing James Wong. So... Just, just let that be known. If you're, if you're partaking in any uh, foreign substances, you might see that too as a horror fan. <laughs> just know you're not the only one who is that dumb. I did that too. Just reread it a couple of times. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah. wait, yeah, I was that's just, not him. <laughs> I always talk about James Wan gets so much shit, and he has so many good hidden gems like Dead Silence and stuff like that. People don't talk about. And then like I'm sitting there like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, pointing at the TV, like, look, look, Final Destination Three. What a great one he did. No one knows about. And I, I just man, whoosh, right like, over whoosh. the top of the head, Aaron. <laughs> You're like my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so bad. now I just tell the whole nation on this podcast when I could have just kept that to myself, but transparency okay. is important to me. <laughs> right. Happens to the best of us. It's completely <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right. So my number eight, I actually chose um, the crazies from 2010. And this one is definitely a guilty pleasure movie of mine. I loved watching this so many times. It's just so realistic to me. It doesn't necessarily, I mean, I would feel like if someone contaminated some water and like people were like freak the fuck out and possibly get really sick and try to kill people. I feel like that might be a legit thing. Like it might possibly happen. So it does feel very, really, really realistic. Doesn't feel like it's a zombie or anything, but literally just infected people and they are literally crazy. So I would literally freak out, but the death I actually chose I guess this one is personable to me because I love Daniel Panabaker and it's <laughs> Becca. And I was so fucking upset when they <laughs> killed her because for, let me just, I had to like say what the scene is. So they're on a car wash and I never been scared of a car wash or anything, thinking that something would ever badly happen in a car wash. And this movie definitely changed that for me. And this situation where, like, the crazies are actually around the car trying to get the survivors. And unfortunately, one of the crazies is on top of the car. And they the survivors are thinking that they're about to get away. And then Becca just looks back. And one of them literally grabs, like, one of the hoses from the car wash and yanks her out. And she gets yep. hung. And it's just such a quick death. But at the same time, I was just in such shock that I thought that they were really going to, like, keep her alive and it just it also just hurt my heart because it literally looks as if they are so sad and upset and freaking the fuck out during this whole sequence and the because she happens to be a worker of the the older the older lady i don't i forgot her name yeah but i don't remember you, the old lady's name yeah but you can tell like their relationship was really genuine like she really cared for her i even thought like she would like see her as her like either like a sister or like a daughter to her. And it was just really upset just seeing her like get pulled out and just get killed that quickly. So I, you know, that really fucked me up and it really upset me. So in my head, I just think she's alive, but I know she's dead. <laughs> she's just hanging around waiting for it all to end <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say I love the crazies, especially the remake. Um, I will say one of the only times that I, 100% enjoy the remake so much more than the original which I know a lot of people will say is blasphemy because it's a George A. Romero the original one but don't like the original crazies the remake is so much better and I love that you brought up like 
I, I think not only the terror is going on, but how quickly it develops, like it really puts a lot of tension and like relationships in a pressure cooker, like because it's happening mm-hmm. so quick that like people can't even make decisions. And it there's so much tension. I forgot how terrifying that movie is. It's so scary. Like it, you want to call it a quasi like zombie movie. This is probably the scariest zombie movie I've ever seen, to be completely honest with you. Uh, some of those tension building scenes like the car wash or like when they're at the diner and the semi truck, like just brutally tension build and like pop out scenes that are so effective. So definitely go watch the remake of the crazies it is a awesome hidden gem. Uh, I will say James Wan did not do that hidden gym, uh, but my <laughs> my ass probably thought he did. But definitely go check it out. Uh, don't watch the original one. It's it's not very good, to be completely honest with you. It's more about like a military drama of them like talking about how they're going to quarantine the city. And it's just it's not very good. The remake is far superior. Okay. Yeah, I've actually never I know that there's an original. I've actually never watched the original. I went in to just watch the remake and then I guess that is just the one that I just fell in love with. And I don't it's even so think I even better. bothered yeah. to even look at the original. I might have to one day just to watch it and say, Yeah, I watched it. So Yeah, there's no like tension. It's not popping out. It's more it's literally it all kind of takes place in one building, the original one. And it's more about like mm. the government leaders talking with like health officials. It's 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 a total different tonal change in a movie so i mean check it out but like i inherently find it incredibly boring the uh original crazies to be honest okay well i mean that's good to know so at least i don't have to really waste my time (laughs) well i think it's on shutter so watch like the first 30 minutes and i'll tell you in the first 30 minutes if you're not captivated it doesn't go many but yeah it doesn't go much further as far as tension building and stuff so if if it's too much there just let it go and just watch the original yeah, I'm just gonna the pop remake, the remake. remake. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna pop the remake and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done with it. <laughs> so good. It's so good. So good. It is. People need to watch it. They need to like put more emphasis on that movie. <laughs> so yeah, great performances in it. And it, it's just like I said, so many good tension building scenes that's actually terrifying. Like makes me jump and spill the popcorn every time I'm watching it. So love that pick. Exactly. Man. Yep. Thank you. All right. So what's your number seven? Number seven is from I am a sucker for Christmas horror movies because there's nothing like more anti Christmas than really bloody uh, people getting disemboweled. And, you know, mm-hmm. when the worst thing you're supposed to get around Christmas is coal, when you get like disemboweled, like it makes it that much more fun uh, for me. It's mm-hmm. just very mean spirited and i i know that's weird to say but uh this is going to come from another movie that i think is totally unfairly like judged and it's the 06 remake of black christmas um and i'm going with skin cookies because that shit makes my skin over every time i fucking watch it um where billy ends up killing his whole family well his like mom baby mama like it's weird like there's yeah. incest and shit incest. it goes fully yep. into it. yeah and then he's just cutting christmas cookies out of her skin and he's eating it and it's pulling apart and it's so chewy and he's drinking the milk it's fucking disgusting but i love it it's the most anti-christmas scene i've ever seen in a horror movie and i just fucking love every second of it and i love the 06 remake of black christmas i know a lot of people give it shit um but you could get the 2019 remake if if you want to you know judge this one that hard and that one is a (laughs) giant tub of dumpster juice the 2019 one yeah that one is i don't know what the fuck that was and we don't talk about the 2019 black christmas <laughs> we don't talk about that one we don't talk just, about bruno or that <laughs> yeah that one is just oh my god that one was just ridiculous i also 
have a special place in my heart for Black Christmas 2006. I watch it every year religiously, and it must be watched. So whenever someone is asking, like, oh, what Christmas movie are you going to watch? I'm like, Black Christmas. Yes. I'm like, I'm not going to watch No Elf. I'm not going to watch Santa (laughs) Claus. I'm going to watch Black Christmas. If anything, I might watch Krampus, but that's not even that great. But that will be, like, the sweetest movie I'm going to watch. That's what you watch when you have to eat, because you can't watch 06 while eating. That skin cookie scheme and, like, shit like that. It's so gross. Yeah, and then what gets me a lot, because it looks like beef jerky, basically. (laughs) And he is <laughs> dipping that shit in milk. Oh my god, it's just oh, so yeah. fucking gross. And his teeth just look so disgusting. I have like a thing with teeth. I don't know. It's just oh my god. And making just... the most visceral chewing sounds. It's yeah. disgusting. But like that's why we love it. Like that's why mm-hmm. I love so much about the 06 remake. It leans totally into the gross out, don't give a fuck violence. Like, and that's why I think it's an effective remake, because the first Black Christmas, which I love very much, Bob Clark's, is so mm-hmm. reserved and pulled back and like an actual good character study. And the mm-hmm. remake is totally the opposite of that. It is how how badly can I gross you out? How many eyeballs can we pull out of people's skulls while you're watching? And what body parts can we eat? Like, it's so great. I love it. And then they're like, well, what else can we do? Let's sprinkle in some incest. That really will get the crowd going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that that movie was intense. I actually even have an episode on it with one of my friends, and we just just tell each other how much we love it, basically. So you could tell that we are fangirling with it for sure. For sure, yeah. And that's yeah. that's my number seven is the skin cookies because that's the one that lives rent free in my head from that movie. <laughs> As it should. (laughs) So my number seven is actually from a video game franchise that was converted to movies. And it's from Resident Evil. I know I did one of Silent Hill on your podcast, which was Pyramid Head. But I did want to choose a another video game adaptation. So this one is from Resident Evil 1. And it happens to be like the laser scene sequence when it's James. That's his name. Like he's like one of the sergeants, I believe. And he basically gets cubed. Like like his whole body is lasered off, literally. Even though he's going above and beyond trying to dodge all these lasers. And then I want to say her name's like the Red Queen. She ends up being like, nah, fuck it. You're not going to dodge this one. And she ends up using like the whole wall to use the whole laser he's like oh shit there's no way i can escape this and it just it's so sad because literally as it passes his body they're able to shut off the machine and it if they were literally only two seconds faster he would have been alive but unfortunately it didn't happen that way and you just see like his whole body just gets filleted off and it, it's just like a pile of goo, which I love. <laughs> and it just, that one is amazing to me. And I didn't think that they can top the first individual getting decapitated. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what else are they going to do? And then they do the, someone's whole body. And that one really took the cake for me. So I really enjoyed that kill. If you haven't watched Resident Evil, I know a lot of people hate on that shit so much, but it is another guilty pleasure of mine. The first couple are so good. Like, I like the first couple ones. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I know, like, the last, like, three, like, number three, four, they were not great. I still watch them because I think they're fun to watch, but the plot's just not good. And especially if you play the video games, it's just, it steers, like, 
completely different. I wish so, we would get like one true Resident Evil, like a real survival horror. Like I would love that instead of yes. like the action horror that we get, which there's no problem with that. They're fun, but I really want one to lean really into horror, less action and more like spooky like oh, horror. Like for I would love sure. It. Have you ever played any? I know this is like I mean it's on topic, but I like have. Not. Okay, I have. which I, ones have you played? I, I know the last one I probably played, I think it was on uh ps3 or 4 and it was resident evil 5 where there's two of you and you oh, like yes. start out with in Chris south africa i think yes 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 mm-hmm. i played that with my cousin like full through it was like the most fun i did not play it unless we played together so yes, i love that multiplayer so much, i love co-op mode i can't just play by myself it's so much more fun with people yeah exactly i did um the last one i played was actually the most recent one which was village so that one is completely different from the original ones because it's like first person and then i played biohazard which was the creepiest fucking one that i I was going to say okay i lied biohazard was the last one i played but i played for eight seconds and had to turn it off i'm too chicken shit i couldn't do it i was like this is too (laughs) terrifying like that's the movie i want i want that movie because it's the same with like alien isolation it's so scary i can't fucking do it it's so much more worse when i'm playing it rather than watching it it's so much fun oh my i love okay i this might be tmi but i get so scared like i'm super sweaty like my belly button sweats when (laughs) i'm freaking the fuck out there was a specific scene when they're like sludge monster type things i forgot what they're called and i'm i I cannot think about it but there's a a specific room that i had to pass and i literally just yelled through the whole room because i was just like (laughs) i'm not they're like coming everywhere yeah and i was just yelling and i was like i don't give a fuck what is happening i'm just gonna run for this book it and not even look back so get to the next checkpoint yeah Uh uh-huh it was a lot of fun oh believe me i was in those save rooms so many times whenever something tried chasing me because they did not go in there i was like let me run in that fucking save room so yeah yeah a lot of fun they should really do a one just like that basically they could even do a like a found footage type resident evil yeah which was basically like that and i feel like that'd be a lot of fun but they again they have to do it very well and we'll see if they end up doing it but i would like a spookier resident evil than a more live action yeah lean lean more scary rather than action like it it seems like it seems like 70 percent action 30 percent horror and there's nothing wrong with that they lean much more like underworld movies like they're fun Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but like uh, same thing with underworld give me like a true like horror one that would be awesome like i i'm so here for that yeah i agree with that but yeah so that was my number seven james from resident evil so what's your number six Number six for me, I am calling it Justice for Keith from Barbarian. I fucking love Barbarian. I don't know if we talked about it yet, but I fucking love how bonkers and off the wall and how many twists and turns come with this movie. Uh, Me being a pretentious asshole who thinks he knows everything going into a movie. This one, very similar to when Charlie loses her head head in Hereditary, just had my jaw on the floor. My God, I never felt more like just one of those people who scream at the movie theater screen, like, don't go in there. Don't go down that fucking tunnel. Um, But you just are waiting for Keith, uh, played by Bill Skarsgård, to be the problem or be the bad guy. And Mm -hmm. when it is revealed what it actually is and what it does to Keith, terrifying. And again, jaw drops and then it cuts to a totally different scene and it's just beautifully told. I, I, I love the nonlinear structure of the film. I think it's awesome. So I love Barbarian, Justice for Keith. And somebody told me something very interesting that, you know, Craig or the director really like weaponized our 
our knowledge of him being Pennywise as kind of like mm-hmm. using that to kind of make a false red herring to yourself that he is a bad guy. And I totally did that. Um, I love Barbarian. Don't know what you think, but yeah, when that, uh, I hate to be this way, but like Mongoloid comes around the corner and just smashes his head into the wall and she's like butt ass naked and screaming. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it cuts to Justin Long just having a grand old time on the highway. Like, love it. That's so up my alley. I love weird shit like that. And Barbarian is a tour de force of a great horror film. And I can't wait to see what Crager comes up with next because Barbarian was a smashing hit for me. Pun intended. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I loved Barbarian. I did not know. Again, like I'm the same way as you where I think I know everything that's going to fucking happen in a horror movie. And I'm, I feel like I'm always one step ahead. This one, definitely not so much. I was <laughs> caught off luck, guard. Yeah completely and i will always talk this movie up so much like if someone does not like this movie i might befriend you so i mean i might not friend you anymore so yeah it's just great i love it a lot and did you ever hear that barbarian stood for like the title itself stood for something honestly so i i I've heard a lot of like rumors and like that's why they live on Barberry. Like the address is there too because it like stay it like can be spelled out into Barbarians like a homophone or something to it. But enlighten me. I know there's been a lot of stuff because I've read interviews where they interview Craig and like why did you name it Barbarian? Um, but I, I I'd love to know. Um, I think it was that as well, like the four seven six Barberry Street. But that's the only thing that I really came across. I. I, I want to say that I heard something else. Like I watched the video on it. I just cannot remember. I think and it has something to do with like the, the definite. It has something to do with like the definition mm-hmm. of a barbarian. I'm looking it up right now, but it, it it's like something to do with like the secondary like terminology of it. He said as well too. Um, but yeah, this is me just filibustering trying to get to a definition of what a barbarian yeah. is. But I, I think it has something to do with like a dividing and conquer nature of like, and that's what they were kind of doing in the basement. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love, I love that movie very much. And it, it blew me away how much I liked it. 2022 for horror movies was so good. So yes. freaking good. I agree. And I'm, I feel like 2023 is doing pretty well so far. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah. And I don't want to be too off tangent, but I just got it. A member of a community or a tribe not belonging to one of the greatest civilizations ever. So there you go. That's where it comes no. from. You know, them, them hiding down there. They're, they've made their own civilization. Uh, oh, yeah. Disgustingly, but they have done that. And it's a crazy fucking movie, people. If you haven't seen Barbarian, go in. Don't look anything into it. Just literally sit down and watch it. Just watch yeah. it. The more exactly. ambiguity that comes with that movie, the better. Yes, whatever Aubrey said, I agree as well. Don't even watch a trailer. Just go in no. blind. No. Just do it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. based from your mind that we even talked about it, like Men in Black yeah. style. Now, now, exactly. that, now it's out of your mind. Just go watch it. Exactly. All right. So number six for me is actually from a movie called Vile in 2011. Ooh, yes. Great, so, great hidden gem, man. Love that. That one. one is a great hidden gem. And I would not want to ever be in this fucking situation because they'd have to kill me. There's no way. I mean, it's kind of like Saw, but not really Saw. Because I don't know how else to explain this movie. I don't 
they had to torture themselves or like hurt yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's a much more mean spirited saw. Like at oh, least John yeah. Kramer like is like a weird Robin Hood, like doing it for a morality reason. Vile is just like mean spirited, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I had to watch this movie a couple of times. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. And every time <laughs> I wanted someone, like I wanted like the pregnant lady to survive and she does not survive, you would think, but they're like balls to the wall. They're like, we don't care. Like, we're going to yeah. kill everyone. So, yeah, this one was really intense. So, basically, the reason why I chose this one to be my six is because there's a girl named Kai or Kay in the, in the movie. And she's she's really sweet. And she doesn't really, like, want to hurt herself, even though she knows she has to. But there's this bitch of an individual <laughs> that is also in this movie she's like a literal psychopath and she will do anything she will hurt you she is so selfish she will literally try to break your arm your leg or anything to do and like so she can get out like she doesn't want to do anything to herself the reason why i chose kai was because this mean psychopathic individual i forgot her name but she accidentally like slits her throat on accident and so every time someone dies, their meter goes down. So like they have to hit 100%. And if they don't hit 100%, then there's going to be a poison that goes into their brain and basically kills them. Um, they were like at 50%, maybe. I'm just trying to like guesstimate where, where they were. Um, unfortunately, because the psychopath individual killed the sweet girl on accident, then their pain tolerance level went down. And ooh, did this girl get fucked up because of that <laughs> so this is why i chose kai the sweet innocent girl that died because it just pushed forward this movie that i did not think could get any more brutal it got brutal to the point where like they had to black out the screen because all you had to hear was her screams and like you just know it got fucked up it went from like 40 percent of the tolerance to like 80 something percent so she took like almost half of the like top like the pain tolerance like they graded her shoulder they um fucked up her larynx and all oh my god it was just bad so it that's was why. vile <laughs> it, it was literally vile yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know how i stumbled on this movie i honestly could not tell you i think it was like on tubi and like it's a really cool cover like that's the one with like the tooth in the little vice and like i, yeah. I remember i I think I saw it on Tubi, or I'll be honest, it, it came out around the time like I was big into like red boxing shit, and it was like, oh, fuck mm. it, it's a dollar. I like it. And I think I red boxed it or something. I watched it very cheaper for free, and it's a great Hidden Gym movie. It's It, it kind of falls in that vein of like, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Would You Rather, kind of like a yes. lower budget version of Saw, like kind of the same premise, but not the same. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of the same, except there's no like, nice prizes and stuff the vile is the most mean-spirited out of three of those movies um and yeah i i love it i think it's a great hidden gym movie so if you guys haven't seen vile i'm sure it's probably on tubi or something somewhere go it watch it somewhere i want to say i watched it maybe on netflix because that's the only thing that's the only streaming service i had so maybe it was on there for it a probably bit. was on it probably, probably was it probably was that's where I watched Terrifier, the first one. So, Ooh, I mean, yeah. it possibly was on there. So, yeah, Kai from Vile, RIP. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five. You ready, man? Yes, sir. This one is just pure fun. I know last time we talked, uh, my number one was a kill from Friday the 13th. Um, this is going to be from a Friday the 13th movie I'm not a huge fan of, but 
has a couple of the most iconic kills ever, including mm-hmm. the one I'm going to talk about. But this is from Friday the 13th, part seven, New Blood. And once I usually say that, people are like, oh, I know. And it is. It's a sleeping bag kill. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. It's so <laughs> it's so it's so quintessential, like Friday the 13th, like it. I don't know. Just watch it. If you know about Friday the 13th and you know all about it, it's like beauty encompassed. I know a lot of people talk about how much they love like the um, like liquid nitrogen freezing and Jason X. But like this is my like comfort kill. Like this is like so like, yeah, this is kind this is kind of the point where Jason quit being like scary and people rooted for him is when he was killing people while in the sleeping bag. And if you guys don't know, he literally just picks this chick up who's in the sleeping bag and just like proceeds to knock the dust off it across the tree until she uh, is no longer living and it's just beautiful it's it's pretty much the apex of cinema if you ask me yeah i actually i'm so happy you put that one on there because i was so close to putting this on my list it did it is on my list but not like the top 10 i was so yeah. close to putting it on and i actually just rewatched it last night because i'm like should i put it on should i not it's put so it on <laughs> i know it is really good and i love that they adapted that so that when they made the friday the 13th video game i love yes. that so much and then when they actually put in the sleeping bag kill in there i was like oh my god this is so amazing but weren't they supposed to um they had to like limit the the amount that she got hit because then they would have gotten a and like an not an x-rated but basically not an r-rated yeah Yeah. like that that one in between i don't remember i've i heard rumors about that which is so insane to me because like this is one of the more like dial back kills ever it's literally just a sleeping bag like it's not like you're seeing like any and everything fly out of it it's like he just takes this sleeping bag that's just clearly full of like padding and just smacking against a tree like it's one of the most unhinged kills ever it feels like but it's just i don't know i i don't know why that pushes it over the top but who cares the mpa that's a totally different argument we can get into and how stupid that thing is Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean i i agree with your number five pick i love that kill itself so i'm glad you put it on there so for my number five kill i actually chose a movie from i actually don't remember when it came out because i didn't put down the year for some reason uh it's from oculus though so if you haven't watched oculus then a great mike flanagan movie yep it was this movie had me fucked up i did not know what was real and what was not i thought she was eating an apple or like a bowl (laughs) i don't know what the fuck was going on i was mind fucked so i honestly if i was in their situation i probably would be the one either accidentally killing someone or getting killed so i the way that this mirror just fucks you up i still kind of don't understand the situation of how it kind of bends reality but it is really intense. But unfortunately, it is dealing with two siblings. And I did choose Kaylee because she is the one that unfortunately meets her demise with the they basically put I don't know how to explain like the like that sharp edge thing. It's kind of like a booby trap and they can just set it off at a certain timer. And unfortunately, she is under the timer when the brother ends up saying like, okay, like we're just going to end up having to go through and then when it happens he sees that her sis- his sister is underneath it so unfortunately she does get stabbed through the like head or neck area and she unfortunately dies super this brutal is, too it yeah. is very brutal and i did not expect this to happen because you are seeing like 
the videos and like you don't see anyone in front of the mirror and you see like the mirror itself and like there's no one there so like the brother's like okay like we can do this right now but like the sister's nowhere to be seen like she's in her own like fantasy land unfortunately like she wants to see her dead mom so she gives her a hug and it was just a trap the whole time Uh, yeah it was just so fucked up to me and this is why i had to put it on here and I need to rewatch the movie completely again because when I was looking at her death, I was like, oh my God, this is just so upsetting. Because I watched it in the movie theater when it happened. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, it, it is a great movie. Oculus is awesome. As many people know, Mike Flanagan is like one of the hottest horror directors right now. He He's very much like James Wan to me. He never makes bad movies. There, I mean, his worst movies are above average, and that's insane. He's incredibly talented. And I'll be honest, the scene that sticks out in my head, it's not even like a kill scene. It's just when like they're trying to give the food to their mom and she's all chained up in the room and like she mm-hmm. looks fucked like oh like she is creepy and just like oh the way she like comes around the bed like on all fours i fucking uh i can't get that out of my head and that is a very terrifying scene but oculus is an absolute mind fuck of a movie in the best way possible so it definitely is a movie you have to watch like two or three times before like it fully makes sense or you can try to grasp what it's trying to say um Mm -hmm. i love it i love it in fact vile and oculus are probably what i'm going to turn on after we get off the air here because like those movies sound so good right now oh for sure you're definitely gonna have to google like what the fuck did i just watch (laughs) (laughs) and and the google will just back i don't know like i Mm -hmm. don't know you're like yeah i don't know i'm not sure (laughs) just like whatever you think happened happened (laughs) Whatever you think, just get mirrors out of your house. Like, that's what we're trying to tell you, people. Don't have fucking mirrors in your house. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, on to number four. We're already close to our number one. So, what's your number four? I was absolutely floored. I did a major injustice the last time we were doing our top ten kills. I had zero Art the Clown kills. So, I am paying my dividends here. And this is not the only Art the clown kill you get on here spoiler alert but number four for me is going to be salt and bleach from terrifier 2 and if you know it you know it it's one of the longest most drawn out (laughs) most fucked up scenes ever and i love it and my god that's where the adage came through like i'd rather be killed a hundred times by michael myers than one time by art the clown because my god like unrelenting and hell i don't even know if you can consider it a kill scene quote unquote because the motherfucker leaves her alive last time you know it's just insane so uh terrifier 2 scratched every itch i needed it was a little long but i'd much rather a movie be too long than too short um and i i'm very excited to see where terrifier goes i i hope i hope we get sienna back i love the duality between art and sienna so i'd love to see that you know further examined but yeah the salt and bleach scene is incredibly fucked up and awesome in the same right intense as fuck art of the clown is deranged and i love him (laughs) so fucking much he just because he doesn't speak but like his face just shows all his emotions and he looks so excited to go get this salt and bleach like literally as you have her laying on the floor he looks like oh wait i have an idea let me go get something real quick and literally comes and grabs that i'm like bitch are you kidding me right now yeah intense i know a lot of people are way too squeamish to watch terrifier i know a lot of my friends would definitely be way too squeamish to watch it um i can just basically explain it to them they're like yeah no i'm not watching that and i I get it 
I see. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll grow but, up and be a big boy one day and watch it. You know? <laughs> exactly. You're like, just watch the scene. It is, it is a very, very long scene, but I'm like, dang. Gosh, it's like five edge. minutes. Like I've never actually timed it, but it, I, it feels like a good five minutes long. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. That was actually on one of the my top five kills that I did. That was on there. I I had to be on there. So yes. I'm glad you brought this one on for sure. And I'm so happy that you're bringing spoiler alert, of course, uh, two Art the Clown kills for me. I love Art the Clown. Oh, and yeah. I know you have a tattoo of him too. So I sure do. I sure do. Uh, I love <laughs> Art the Clown. He is absolutely running up like everyone's like big board of favorite killers and yes. making a making a strong statement to be on that Mount Rushmore. It, I get the Terrifier movies aren't for everybody, but like if it, it, it feels like a genuine horror fan is making a horror movie. It's like it's a horror movie for horror fans, like yes. the most insane, deranged horror fans of all. It's not like Scream where like majority of the public that go see it is going to enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a very divisive and polarizing <laughs> franchise in the best way possible. Yeah, the horror fans definitely were fed very well. <laughs> yeah, sure. we ate we ate it was Thanksgiving <laughs> for us. Oh, hell yeah, we did. <laughs> so I'm glad you put that for your number four. So my number four happens to be from a two thousand eight movie. It's called Mirrors. And it happens to be Angela's death scene. It is the bathtub scene. So when she's getting her jaw basically opened, completely open and ripped off. Yeah, yeah uh, this movie is... So I, this was a one-time watch movie for me. It, but it, this death scene it definitely is just everywhere, like on Twitter all the time. And I it never escapes me. And now, every like ever since I watched Mirrors, I always have to double back on sometimes. Like for Mirrors, I'm like, "Are you watching? Are you looking back at me? Like I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen." And that's probably why I don't like taking baths because fuck that, <laughs> I'm not gonna get my jaw ripped and I'm naked. So yeah, I'm good. Not come in and see my shriveled water wiener. No, thank yeah. you. Like no thanks. I'm not gonna die. And then people are like, "And his dick was small. He deserved to yeah. die." Hundred <laughs> percent. I like the embarrassment. I'd be looking down or wherever the fuck I'm at. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, you're just sitting there in purgatory, like fuck, man. Like god damn it. Like, I wish oh, I was like, my death. What happened? Exactly. Oh my god, so embarrassing. But if you haven't watched Mirrors, basically what happened in the scene, she's basically just gonna have a nice little bath to herself. She is like putting her hair down and everything, and just like looking in the mirror. She turns around the mirror reflection of her is just staring right back at her like it is not moving and i did not know what was going to happen honestly when i first watched this and when she was opening her mouth i was like wait what is happening and yeah i was not i was in for a treat that's for sure i did not think that they're gonna literally open up her mouth that completely open kind of reminded me um oh my god what is that movie it is not it's like a vampire movie it's where like with the old lady she's like all the babies are gonna burn what movie's that? Oh man. Oh man. Ah. I don't know. Usually I'm like the best at just knowing obscure shit like that, but I have no idea off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to piss me I off. I was going to say it looks a little bit like this is a weird call, but like Van Helsing, uh, that movie with Hugh Jackman, when Dracula like opens his mouth real big to try to get uh, Kate Beckinsale, it kind of looked like that, but in a much more brutal fucking way. Mirrors, Mirrors yeah. is not a bad movie. It's not good either, but like a lot of the goodness comes 
goodness, what a stupid word, Aubrey. All the best parts of it are like the brutality and the kills, and including mm-hmm. this one, like the tension and stuff in it is so good. Yeah, um, the movie was called Legion. I had to look it up because I was going to Legion. Me off. Okay, yeah, good. But okay. there's a scene where like one of the like the main. I, I like the main vampire thing like basically yells and like that's how her jaw looked but basically dislocated and ripped off so yeah it, this movie this kill just lives very rent free in my head and it just looks really intense and i would not want to die this way no not at all yeah. not at all mm-hmm. go check out mirrors it's a cool little movie from the early 2000s check it out yeah i know there's mirrors too as well but i never watched the, i, the I can't speak one. on that one i'll be honest that was a straight to dvd <laughs> turn i bet <laughs> okay yeah i didn't watch it so it's fine we don't have to even talk about it so <laughs> all right so for on to our top three now so what's your number three no uh you don't have to wait long for my tease um and it is actually my second and favorite terrifier kill of all you know i i talked about i do that i hate horror and we watched the first terrifier with my friend who hates horror and he was very close to tapping out at this scene i'm sure everyone knows um it's the saw down the middle i didn't know what to call it but i just called it that and everyone knows what it is um Mm -hmm. that sawing and half scene is intense that's when i fell in love with the terrifier series um Mm -hmm. everything from practical effects to like how intense it is to how it's acted out to you know art being played by david there just so beautifully He's not saying a damn word, but he's speaking very loudly. If that makes any sense, oh, I forgot yeah. how I forgot how like scary compared to the second one. The first Terrifier was like I totally forgot him like wearing the bodysuit and she's hiding in the locker. That scene was terrifying. Uh, hell yes, it was. <laughs> I honestly that again because Art the Clown is deranged like he is a psychopath he gives no fucks I did not think that he was gonna wear another individual's top literally (laughs) and I'm like he's like literally like in drag basically but not really so I'm like oh my god this person is fucking crazy and I did not expect him to do that I also again because he looks back at the best friend and like he's like laughing but not like laughing loudly of course because he's silent but you can tell like he is having a buttload of fun and it's just not fun and like she is like genuinely terrified and he's like you don't think this is funny like this is funny this is like top tier fun i'm like no bitch you are crazy just saw her in half you didn't want to ever do this like i couldn't but i remember watching it for the first time i was just like oh my god it's going there and it was uh, amazingly brutal and that at that point i was like okay i i whatever terrifier sound i'm buying 100 percent yeah no i agree that i have um one of the terrifier shirts he has her under like she's upside down and everything so i have that shirt if you want it it's on terror threads again terror threads hell yeah hell yeah yeah exactly all right so my number three is from um it chapter one in 2017 it is georgie's death and i didn't think that i was going to put a kid's death on my top 10 kill (laughs) the reason why he's top three is because it's just so sad and i didn't think that i knew what was going to happen i didn't think that they were going to show it and by god that they fucking did oh my god and i was just so shocked and i mean kudos to the kid actor like he played very very well like terrified and as if his arm was literally missing so oh my god when pennywise is just having that conversation with him like you just see how like sweet and genuine like um georgie is like he just 
looks so nice and he's just like oh like just like a little kid like he wants to go to the fair and have popcorn and stuff but he does not want to get his arm cut off that's for sure so it's just so upsetting just to see him get dragged down into the sewers and you don't see him anymore until you see his like ghostly figure and it's just really creepy like i creepy kids like when they're like that oh my god it just terrifies me so yeah georgie from y'all float too y'all float too y'all float down yes oh yeah so georgie r.i.p from it chapter one that one is my number three and when he's crawling away with no arm that's why i was like like honestly i i went into that very blind loving the original it i was like i don't know and honestly muschetti was kind of hit or miss i didn't like mama like it just wasn't my vibe so i was like "Mm, Mm -hmm. i don't know and then as soon as like it went full brutality like that and you got to see it all i just wanted to stand up and start clapping because that's exactly what i wanted the first like it is like fun and creepy and spooky and this one was much darker and bloodier and it's like that's exactly what i wanted from a, a an it remake so i love both it's i know there's those camps that are like you have to pick one or the other fuck that they're both great and they're so different from each other you can enjoy them uh, for very specific different moods so i i love i love the new it's and the first one especially starting off with the bang with that georgia kill for sure so great pick man Thank you. Appreciate that. So on to our top two now. So what's number two for you? Number two, man, it's a really bad movie, to be honest, but it is such a guilty pleasure for me. I'm a big fan of Eel Roth. Um, the acting in this movie is absolute dumpster juice atrociousness. <laughs> um, but <laughs> The Green Inferno, I, man, ooh, ooh man, that movie... And I'm calling it first feast. Um, when homie gets like eaten in front of all of them, the, the, the black guy, I can't remember his name, but like, it's the first meal. It's not the first death in the movie, but it's the first meal. It's like when they first get kidnapped and they pretty much put him up there and that old lady's just reaching in with her sharp nail and pulling his yes. eyes out while he's alive. And it's so bloody. And the guy is scr- like, as far as I said, the acting is not good. The death acting is really good. And that's so weird to say, but like, he's just screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs and it's like this old lady's like shut the fuck up and cuts his tongue out and eats it, it whoa this movie like when i was watching this movie i knew eel roth was a deranged fuck but whoa <laughs> it caught me off guard and i wasn't ready for it and it was brutal as fuck in that movie once you get past all the melodrama at the beginning that's like 45 minutes of literal filler for no fucking reason that movie mm-hmm. starts to get a lot more fun once they get captured or once the plane crashes that's when that movie turns to fun oh fuck yeah i'm so glad you put it in the green inferno because that is a movie i always revisit as well i remember pleasure, man yeah oh for sure i remember taking my friend because no one wanted to watch this with me like no one at all and then i had to go to like one of the movie theaters where like barely had it again so i'm like okay i need to have someone go with me so i took my friend and she's like what movie is this i'm like don't worry about it like we're just gonna watch it it's fine (laughs) she knew nothing about this movie and i felt so bad after because so i was like getting candy and um we got into the movie and once all that shit was happening she's like aaron what the fuck am i watching (laughs) and i was like it's fun right <laughs> and she's just like, I did not, I'm never going to watch a movie with you ever again because this was not something I wanted to watch. And then during that scene where like he's getting his eyes taken out of everything, I was like, Hey, do you want some candy? She's like, Fuck no, do not let me, eat. I'm not even hungry. Oh, so, God, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very intense movie. Um, one of the other kills that I just want to bring up really quickly for that one is basically the blonde girl when she just like slits her own throat. Oh she's like, man, I that was a jaw hit the floor moment. I didn't see that coming at all. Where I they didn't give her like either. the food to eat, and she breaks the bowl and just slits her own throat. I was like, whoa, yeah. Wow. Because it was like it was her girlfriend, and right, I want to say, yeah, yeah. Because they were yeah. eating the food and then found like the skin tattoo. The tattoos, that's a fucked yes. up movie, dude. Like that's a fucked up movie. It really. Yeah. Is. If anyone wants to rent it from me, I have it. So <laughs> I have the DVD. I don't think I don't know if it's anywhere. I do too. I have the DVD as well too, and it is inherently fucked up. And like when I show people it, like I'm telling you, the first 45 minutes is just really bad. It's just really bad acting and like a really stupid story, to be honest. And like once they finally get to the, I think Peru is where they're at. Once they get to Peru and like in the Peruvian jungle and stuff, it's so much better. Um, that's yes. always been my complaint with Eel Roth is like he just doesn't time his movies very well. Like he mm-hmm. just, it just, that's my one complaint. Once he gets into a meat of it, he always knows how to make something just terrifying and disgusting and like just so macabre to watch. So I love him for that. But it's just like, again, the first 45 minutes of that movie is almost worse than the death scenes with some of that acting. And but once it gets there, it totally pays off. And that is such a long, drawn out scene. There's so much cannibalism in this movie. It's it's very reminiscent of like a cannibal holocaust where it's just like you're watching and you're like, what is this movie? Why is it so deranged? And then once it starts going and doesn't stop for cigarettes, you're like, oh, man. Oh, God, I can't get off this ride, can I? Definitely not. And I just want to let everyone know, if you are a fan of Spy Kids, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Like you will know because I'm sorry. I will say that's one of the funnier scenes though when he's like he has the gun and he's peeing in the jungle and you just hear the shots and stuff. Like oh, that was yeah. really funny. Such a such a funny scene. Like he was one of the only really good actors in that movie, and like yeah. it was so funny. Like oh my god, they have the munchies. I love that's how he gets it. Like <laughs> it is so good. So mm-hmm. what's the Green Inferno, people? It's fucked up, yeah. but you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I Same way. All right, so my number two. Okay, I'm going to go off like a deep end. And this one's actually not from a movie. It's from a TV show. And I'm so sorry. Because I just had to put no, it man. in. It's your right, podcast. So, There's no rules. <laughs> I know, right? But I just feel so bad because I'm like, it has to be a movie. But this one just, I had to talk about it. Because I, even till this day, I'm like, damn. Why did they have to do her so dirty? So I watched The Walking Dead religiously every sunday and i i mean not anymore like ever since glenn died i like i just stopped but anyways <laughs> it's not his death it happens to be beth's death I've, have you watched the walking dead so i watched the first season and then i knew like the negan kill on glenn was like a big like oh my god like red wedding moment but like i i honestly didn't watch much of it okay but um do you know who maggie is at least the uh, red honestly, girl okay no. have you watched the boy the boy yes mm-hmm. okay the main the main girl okay she lauren conrad or corbin or whatever yeah so she plays maggie and then she has a sister named beth it was just so because i feel like this kill was just so not like controversial or anything but like it was just such an impactful death because it came out of nowhere so basically beth gets i want to say she gets kidnapped it's been so long since i watched it, but i think she gets like kidnapped or something or she gets lost and then she goes into like with all these like police, like individual, like police officers, like they're like on a building. So she ends up being with them for quite some time. 
And then the group finally finds her where she's out. So they're going to go get her. And literally right when they're about to get her, Beth ends up stabbing one of the police officers and she shoots her on accident, like through the head. Oh my God, this scene was just so intense. And I'm telling you like how intense it is because I remember recording my parents, like my dad specifically, I knew when it was coming. So I recorded it. And when it happened, he's like, what the fuck? Like, he was just so <laughs> sad. He's just like, wait, what? Like, he like it was just so crazy. Like, it's kind of like when Glenn died, but I think like 20 times worse. Like, because it was just so sad. And then you just see the group taking Beth's dead body out. And then Maggie, which is a sister, like she's with another group, like they're coming in. And then you, she just sees Beth like being held by Daryl, which was one of the other survivors. And she just breaks down. And it was just such a sad scene. So it had to be number two for me because it was just so fucking insane. And I, I hated that they killed her. I think that's one of the craziest things about The Walking Dead and what the series did very well that a lot of people I talk about uh, say is like it almost felt like almost like a survival drama and the zombies were kind of second and i know that might Mm -hmm. sound weird to people but i think like you explaining that scene and everything really makes that very palpable like it it was much more like built on the connections of the survivors and stuff so when kills came about they were much more effective i know that was one of the big reasons like when glenn got it even though clearly negan was going to take somebody like it Mm -hmm. was so impactful it was like oh my gosh i can't believe he's dying and everything there so i've always kind of wanted to watch it i've just ne- i've never been a big tv series guy it's just me personally so i've mm-hmm. never really given it a chance but i might have to now yeah i agree i mean it's so long i stopped again after the walking dead after they killed glenn off and it's just so long so like, i'm the same way like when someone tells me to watch a tv show i'm like there's like 10 seasons i'm like that's a lot <laughs> so, and they're an hour long i'm like i don't know if i can commit and it's just really unfortunate. <laughs> but I do, I love, um, though, when, like, they can really have you care for a character so much. Like, that's what I always told myself. Like, if I were to ever, ever have the chance to make, like, a horror movie or anything, I would want someone, like, I would want people to be attached to the characters and then kill them off. Because yes. I'm like, I need them to, like, really, really like the character. Like, I don't need them to be, like, douchey or, like, oh, like, I'm, I want them to die, you know? I want you to be like, I don't want you to die. I want you to survive. And then at the end, I'm like, sorry, I killed them. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I want. And that's what I like. That's kind of like um the Friday the 13th remake when they killed off Daniel Panabaker because I thought she was mm-hmm. going to be the final girl. So I'm yep. like, I love her. She's so sweet. And then they kill her. I'm like, Are you fucking <laughs> kidding? You ripped- I'm just like, just rip my heart out. That's, 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 that's what you just did. I'm like, you made two survivors that I don't want. Miss <laughs> uh, <laughs> Panabaker gets in the crazies and that. You're right. I didn't even think of that, man. Justice I for know. her. She Justice can, we, for her. Can she make it through one horror movie, please? <laughs> I know. It's almost she's about to escape and then bam. Sorry. that's my number two so what is your number one sir my number one it's honestly not the most like terrifying or anything like that but it is such like cinema gold and it's so beautiful and it's fucking a great movie from american psycho i'm going with it it's hip to be a square uh the kill Mm. of jared leto getting it christian bale just my god just what a tour de force of performance that was. He wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. What a fucking joke that is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just the buildup and the tension and the just like 
sheer I I don't know how you want to put it satire on like that lifestyle and stuff. It's just so perfect. And it's all to the backtrack of it's hip to be a square by Huey Lewis in the news. It's like, it's insane. (laughs) It's it's cinema magic. Like even horror fans like can recall that scene. And it's just, he's just going off on his rambling while putting on the raincoat. Hey Paul. And it's just like, even the way he says it, it's just so, I don't know. It's, it's gold. I love it. It is one of my favorite kills of all time. I was kind of angry when we were doing our top 10 after listening <laughs> to it back. I was like, I didn't even put Paul's kill in there. Um, love it. Love that. Everything about it. And Jared Leto plays it perfectly. It's it's American Psycho is awesome. Another movie that's very confusing. But once you kind of yes. dive into the explanation stuff of it and like some uh, ideologies of where it was meant to go and what it's meant to be saying. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I love it. I love American Psycho, and that hip to be a square scene is phenomenal. And if you didn't know, Ice Nine Kills does a song off it, and it's a lot of fun. So definitely, definitely check out American Psycho if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, I um I recently watched an American Dad episode, which is basically like Roger. He does the exact same thing, sort of, because he's gonna get a kidney from someone, and he nice. plays he. He's basically telling that whole script. He's just like, oh, you have this song <laughs> playing in the background. You have someone taking out your kidney, and then you don't know what's going on. And then he, he's just, like, dancing and stuff, like, at the end scene. Because they're like, wait, how'd you get this kidney? And then you just see Roger, like, <laughs> dancing to the song. And then, like, it's just so funny. You just need to watch that, like, one-minute scene. It's just hilarious. Yes. So, it just rem- I mean, it's clearly from American Psycho. But I mean, it's just phenomenal. I love it. But I'm glad you put that on your list. That was, again, was on my long list, too. I was hoping that you put it on. So I'm so glad it's your number one. You're welcome. I try to be a great be, guest. As it should be. It should be on there. So my number one happens to be from, I mean, it's a most recent podcast episode that I just did from Evil Dead. So it's um, Feast on This Motherfucker. Oh, and yeah. it's the monster kill. I mean, I know it's a monster getting killed, but just the way that it's portrayed is just so amazing. You have Mia. She literally just literally ripped her arm off, her hand, basically. And she's just like, fuck this. I don't want to deal with any of this anymore. And you just see how strong and powerful she is. And she goes balls to the wall with his chainsaw. And you just hear the monster like, I will feast on your soul. And she just like rams her bloody ass like handless arm into the chainsaw she's like feast on this motherfucker and she just like rams it into the monster i just love that scene specifically because there's blood raining everywhere it's just grotesque and just the way like when she gets split in half and she just goes back into the ground like you know everything's over and she just regains everything like her life back that scene is just amazing and it's just perfect because evil dead rise comes out this weekend so I yes. just had to put it on. It's just like, I had to come back to it. And I'm so glad when I was talking about it on my previous podcast, I just was like, that's a great kill. Like, it's so amazing. Four of my friends went and saw Evil Dead Rises tonight. And the lowest score any of them gave it was a seven. So I'm extremely excited. Hmm. Um, Evil Dead has no bad movies in the whole franchise. That's just me. I love the original. I love number two. I love Army of Darkness. I love the remake. I love Ash versus the Evil Dead. It, it like... 
it, I love the Evil Dead franchise, so Evil Dead Rise looks like it's going to be another great entry into the franchise, but that will mm-hmm. be seen. Um, I, I, I can't wait for it. Uh, I knew as soon as I saw that Mommy's with the Maggots now scene in the trailer, oh, I was yes. like, I'm sold. I'm so sold. Like, I <laughs> take my fucking money right now, and I couldn't wait. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to go see it tomorrow, so pretty excited there. I won't, I won't give any spoilers. I'll give my one-word review like I usually do with highly anticipated movies like that, but I can't agree more, man. I love the remake to Evil Dead. Like, probably the greatest remake of all time, in my opinion. I mean, I'm kind of being hyperbolic because I haven't sat down and thought about it, but it is such an effective remake to a great trilogy that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell gave us. So, very mm-hmm. excited to see where Evil Dead Rises goes. Very much like Scream 6, first time outside of the cabin in the woods. So, going to be an interesting dynamic. Looks phenomenal. Looks brutal. And like I said, four of my four of my friends who saw it, the lowest grade it got was seven out of ten from them. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's definitely good to know. I know my friend that I did the podcast with uh, episode. He said if I enjoyed Evil Dead twenty thirteen, I'm going to enjoy this one. So yeah. I mean, I, I told him, I was like, do not give me any spoilers. Do don't even tell me anything. Just say like, am I going to like it or am I not going to like it? And that's basically it. I'm still going to watch it, even if he said. You're not going to like it. I'm like, I'm still going to watch it, of course, and like, yeah, get my own opinion on it. But I'm really excited for it. I'm also going to watch it this weekend. So hopefully Saturday earliest, because I want to go tomorrow, but probably not going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Saturday for sure. I'm just going to watch it, and I'm just dragging. Like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> that friend you took to Green Inferno, she sounds like a friend that's just willing to damn for anything. <laughs> I don't think that. she... I it can't know, be worse like... than that. I really want to. So what I really want to do, which is really fucked up on my part, but I really want to have my mom do a podcast. But this is when I'm like actually recording stuff and like I want to like do a reenactment because she hates blood and guts and like all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I want to put her into I want to put her through Evil Dead. 2013 because i know she's gonna be like what the hell That's she's like i can't worst, do it yeah yeah she's like i can't do this like she's gonna probably like end up leaving so a lot of a yeah. lot of needles by eyeballs in that movie mm-hmm. that's that's terrifying to a lot of people yeah it's really intense i mean i showed her the um terrifier upside down scene she's just like oh no she's like put that away from me i cannot watch that yeah i <laughs> i'm like my aunts and everything they're like what's wrong with you i'm like nothing okay that's rude you know yeah my family loves like the older stuff and like more suspenseful horror like they don't like the grindhouse like gross guts and stuff so i try to stay away from that from them and in fact a lot of my friends aren't that way either a lot of my friends like movies like the crazies and stuff but terrifier and stuff that is not their bag so I, oh, yeah. I, I'm all, I'm always excited to see stuff like this or like sucker them into watching something like that just to see them squirm and maybe that is yeah. fucked up to say but i don't care that- exactly i know i feel like my dad can possibly get put through it i mean because some of the kill like some intense kills he's like damn that's badass like that's literally what he says <laughs> and but like i tried having him watch terrify i'm like here watch this he's like mm, no i'm like okay well whatever <laughs> yeah, so i get it i feel like he'd exactly. get really bored about it but yeah i feel like he'd be he'd be more in tune with watching more bloody kills than my mom for sure so but yeah i mean i feel like we had a great list um just like how we did on your podcast we're gonna do the exact same thing on mine so please let everyone know your list again 
Yeah, yeah. So number 10 is Freddy versus Jason, calling it the folding bed. Number nine, I'm calling it hanging around from the original Omen 1976. Number eight, not a creative name, but it's tanning bed death from Final Destination 3. Number seven, I'm hungry, so I need some skin cookies from Black Christmas 06. Uh, Number six is Justice for Keith from Barbarian. Uh, We need to get some justice for the guy. He was just a nice guy. The guy's head bashed in. Number mm-hmm. five, the sleeping bag kill from Friday the 13th, part seven, New Blood. Wow, that's part seven. There's a lot of movies in that franchise. Number four, Salt and Bleach, Terrifier 2. Very explanatory, um, very long, very brutal. Um, number three, my favorite Terrifier kill of all time, probably a lot of people's. Uh, saw it in half, couldn't think of a cool thing. Number two, very first meal from the Green Inferno. And number one, it's hip to be a square, American Psycho. Awesome. I love that. I'm going to try my best to think of some cool names for my kills as well. I did not think that through for some odd reason. Only when I was feeling sassy, I just wrote yeah. some down, like the hanging in there. As soon as she went crashing through the window, I was like, hang in there, baby. I was just writing it down. So Some of them, I didn't have creative terms. I was just like tanning bed death. I know. See, I mean, I sometimes I will like I will do it, but I don't know why I, I didn't do it for this one for some odd reason. So oh, let's just see what happens. All right. For number 10, I have Jesse Chain from the car from Chain Letter. I have Chris being tossed around in the bed from a nightmare on Elm Street. On eight, I have see, I can't even think of one. Becca, unfortunately, R.I.P. from the crazies. Seven, um, James being lasered from Resident Evil. Six, Kai the Sweetheart from Vile. Five, Kaylee from Oculus. Four, Angela, literally a jaw drop from Mirrors. Three, Georgie, where's my hand at from it, chapter one. Two, (laughs) Beth shot through the head, walking dead. And number one, eat this motherfucker monster from Evil Dead. Hell yeah, man. Great list. See, and that's why that's why I liked. I know the first time I think we had one or two that were the same. And this time we didn't have any because we got a little more into the semantics and got to be a little more free and open with our list. Man, I loved your yeah. list and I loved doing this. And we could literally do this all year long because there's so yeah. many great kills in horror, man. Yeah, there's so much. And I feel like it just brings up like a conversation on like other movies, like even like some that we even haven't watched. So yeah, I, chain like, letter. Oh, I, I had no idea about that. I'm about to pop that on if I stay awake <laughs> after vile. Right. I know. You just have to let me know. Like, yeah, crappy ass movie. But I mean, the kills are all right. <laughs> so but I, I mean, grew up def- in that time. So I'm sure I'll yeah. love that movie. I'll eat that shit up, man. Yeah, I did. I was just like, I'm going to watch it. So fuck it. I watched it. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I there was, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I stumbled upon so many horror movies. I'm like, how the hell did I watch this? I'm like, very carefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, am I thinking of like a fever dream or no? But I'm like, you know, it happened. Yeah, it was true. So I thought that too. There was one time I got very high and I thought I had a dream about a killer drone, but then I realized that was a horror movie I watched last night and I hated myself for it. Yeah, sometimes um, I, I know this is kind of off, not not really off topic, but there's also a tire movie called Rubber, I believe. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> I know that movie, and it like does the rattlesnake sound and makes shit explode. Yeah. Fuck, I hate that movie. I can't stand that movie. Every time I see a tire on the side of the road, I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Do you got telekinetic like, the tire hook up with somebody? Yeah, yeah it's like, I mean, I get it's supposed to be like over the top, stupid, funny, weird, but it just it missed every mark for me. I don't like that. 
Oh, for real. I know that one was on Netflix for sure. I watched that on Netflix. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? But I watched it. <laughs> Do better, Netflix. Do better. I know for real. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I know we can do we can even do like 2010s only or stuff oh, like that. We have so yeah. we have so many so much Once fun we with get this. through 10 episodes, we'll have to rank our number ones from each list in a top 10. That's that's the meta-ness we're going to go down this Ooh, list. There's so many good kills. That is a great idea. Honestly. I'm just telling you, I'm full of them, man. I'm full yeah. of them, man. I'm so glad I write them down because I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> me too, me like, too. Save I have my notes, you know. But yeah, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, again, please tell everyone where they can find you, your podcast, social media, everything like that. Yeah, thanks again, Aaron, for having me on. It's always a blast, man. I love when we get to talk. With, I feel we have a very similar sense of humor, and it's always fun just talking to other horror fans that have such a passion for it, and I love your podcast, bro. It's a lot of fun, and it's one of the ones that's on my rotation for sure. Um, but you can find me. I'm Aubrey. I run pod, the Killing Time podcast. Uh, Instagram is at Podcast Killing Time. Uh, that's where a lot of my stuff runs through, mostly through Instagram, but I do have a website, uh, killingtimepodcast.store. My podcast is on there. Some merch is on there. I have a Patreon. So just, you know, follow me, support me however you want to. Even if you want to just send me some kind words, that is plenty enough. I do this for fun. I don't, I don't, you know, need anything more than just the good support and good community that I'm building over there, including, you know, the spooky bitch Aaron himself is on there <laughs> a lot. And I, I couldn't be more happy and gracious and humbled to be on your podcast, bro. I appreciate it. No, and I appreciate you coming on, also having me on your podcast. It's always a lot of fun talking with you, talking everything horror. And please, by all means, everyone, follow Aubrey on his podcast social media page. Give him a listen as well. I mean, I have we have an episode together on his page. So just give him a listen. On same thing. He's on my rotation. I love everything that he puts out, and it's just a lot of good information that I do not have. So you probably will learn <laughs> a lot from him. And I'm over here just like, yeah, blood and guts. So. No, but but let's be honest. I mean, some people can't just pull it out of their ass like I do. I don't know if that's my superpower or what it is. But Aaron's, Aaron's a true screen queen, a horror fiend, and everything in between. So he loves horror. So it doesn't matter they can't just pull random directors out of his ass like I can. They, that doesn't mean anything. That just means my brain's wired a little different. He is just as much of a horror fan as every one of us so no judgment here that's just my superpower of knowing that shit i can't remember what i need from the grocery store but i'll tell you what roman polanski directed in between certain movies (laughs) just why i know that i don't know yeah it's just how it works so it's fine but yeah so we will definitely appreciate a like comment and review on our apple podcast as well so please that helps a lot and till next time guys i hope you guys have a fantastic time stay spooky and stay safe Bye.